Welcome to episode 111 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. I'm joined by Jason, and we've got some good stuff to talk about and some great guests. Yes, we do. You know how whenever there's like a comment or something that only comes around every 70 years, <laughs> this is the only time we're going to have an episode with three of the same number for two or three years. That's right. That's um, an impressive freaking fact right there. Well, we get to two, episode 222 will be the next one. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the episode where we have um, Ronnie James Dio, Ronnie James Dio's uh, hologram on. Is he? We're gonna interview the hologram. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's gonna. It's. I mean, they're doing. They're they're doing the shows. The tour, and, yeah. You know, by then episode two twenty two, they're, they're gonna be doing interviews. Wow. And stuff. So. There you go. Cool. It's. it's I'd love to sit down with with Dio's <clears throat> hologram backstage somewhere and. Shoot the shit. Me too. It's happening. So there you go. Right. Whatever. Cool. Well, on to stuff that's happening now, which is Driver. Yes. Mike DiPetrillo, drummer, and Eddie Green, new vocalist. We've got them. Yeah. They're both here and we talk all about how this all came about. We're going to get to that here in a bit. As always, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, we appreciate it. You can also hear us every Monday night. On WSNR 102.7, that's 1027WSNR.com. You can also download the Crikey radio app, all that great stuff. We're on SoundCloud. We're also on YouTube. All these podcasts go up on YouTube, so you've got three options, places to hear this stuff. Speaking of YouTube, this just the other day, we launched a new series, we sure so to did. speak. Yeah, yeah, we did. We're calling it Every Album in a Row. That sounds pretty basic, but it gets the point across because what we do is separately on our own time, just pick a band and listen to their whole catalog, their whole studio album catalog from start to finish. And we kicked it off with Metallica. Yep. Chronological order, studio releases, every song, you know, and then we just kind <clears> of <throat> get together to discuss, you know, how we felt about it, what we thought was different, what we thought was the same, what, you know, what it spoke to us at that certain time, you know, how, how a band's changed, all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, it seemed, it seemed like, well, what are we going to say? But once we got into it, there's so much to say. Right. So, I mean, you know, I can't wait to see what we do for, you know, this band and that band and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's really fun so far. So I hope everyone listens. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, everybody knows what Master Puppets or the Black Album sounds like. Exactly. Have you really ever sat down and listened to Kill 'Em All and then Ride the Lightning and then Master and then Justice and Black and Load, like, in succession? Yeah. So that's what we're doing. And then, just like you said, giving the thoughts about it. And we're on YouTube at, it's at The Thunder Underground, so subscribe. We've done other reactions for... Albums like Metallica and Vince Sevenfold and concerts and everything else. So subscribe so you can hear these podcasts and these. And the next one we're planning to do is Megadeth. Yes. I believe you've already started. Yeah, um, I'm on... Uh, well, did, what did pretty, I say earlier? I got done with... Or I'm on United Abominations right now. So you're really deep into this. Yes, yes, I am. I just finished Peace Cells, so I'm only, you know, two albums in. And there's yeah. like a shitload way to go. Yeah, there is. You've, <laughs> you've got you've got some listening to do, man. You better get yeah, on it. Because their catalog is <laughs> quite deeper than Metallica's. Yes, it is. But, you know, <clears throat> we've talked in the future. We're going to do Guns N' Roses, Pantera, Def Leppard. 
those are the only ones we've, you know, laid out there for definites. And then, yeah, you know, hey, Life of Agony has an album coming out in April. That'd be a good one. That'd be a great one. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, just be on the lookout for that every album in a row. Nice, nice. Well, Kiss is another one that we, you know, actually threw out and mentioned doing because that'd be cool because that's got some some crazy points in there. And, yeah. You know, both of us are big fans of a lot of the 80s stuff and 90s stuff, so we could bring that perspective to it as well. Yeah, I would just listen to Revenge like 20 times in a row. Yeah. Be like, okay, I listen to all their catalog. <laughs> right. And I'd probably get a lot of hate mail for it. No, hey, I agree. That's my favorite Kiss album. Definitely. And then you got to throw on Hide Your Heart just for the fuck of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but speaking of Kiss, last week I saw them live. At the Hard Rock at the yeah. Joint. Yeah, see, they the last few times they've came to Tulsa, or at least two or three times, I didn't go. Mm-hmm. I saw them, I think the last time I saw them was at the BOK, like... 2010 or something, I don't remember. Yeah. And I just skipped the last couple of times because I'm kind of... <clears throat> kind of just, over it. Yeah, just kind of got over it, you know? It's yeah, a, definitely. <clears throat> the same set list for the most part, you know? And But when this got announced that they're playing the joint at the Hard Rock Casino, which is a like a 2,500-seat venue, or 2,700, yeah. I think, compared to a 20,000-seat arena... That's way more intriguing for couldn't, especially a band like Kiss. Couldn't pass it up. Yeah, it's like you're not, those options don't come around that op- often. They do casino shows a few times a year in between their, you know, their stadium tours and yeah. all that stuff. But unless, you know, there's one close to you, you're not going to see that unless you go on that cruise or something. Mm-hmm. So, and the tickets were high, but I just thought this is so intriguing to see this one of these, the biggest bands ever you know, in this small space. Yes. The You know, and if you've never been to the joint in Tulsa, it's one of those theaters where even if you're in the back row, it's a decent seat. And I had a pretty good seat. I was like a third of the way from the front. So okay. I think it was probably like 15th row. And it was as great as you would imagine it'd be. They, they still had all this stuff going on. I've never, I've seen a bunch of shows in there and there's never any pyro or explosions. But Kiss managed to pull that off. And yeah, joint. Uh, yeah. It was obviously way scaled down <clears throat> from what they do in an arena. Yeah. But they still had, you know, the sparks and, the, you know, the explosions and the pops and the fire. And, you know, he did, he did the fire thing, but it was like real, you know, I think in the arena, at least the times I've seen him, has always been up in the air when he's doing it. I you see. Know, or way up on that platform or something. Yeah. and you know, Ace or Tommy like flies across and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But they had risers that went way up and Eric Singer's drum set and raised clear up as far as it could go in the joint. That's great. And, you know, there was mass amounts of confetti, like more than I've seen in any show except maybe Guns N' Roses or something. And they even threw in, because I'd, you know, I'd text you while yeah. I was there, they threw in some songs I was kind of surprised. Yeah, get into the set list. Yeah, because it had a lot of the, obviously, all the stuff you expect when you go to a Kiss show. But they played Flaming Youth, Firehouse, and Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Yeah. Which were three songs that you don't really think you're going to hear. And they didn't play like Strutter, and they didn't play Calling Dr. Love. So they replaced some bigger hits with yeah. that stuff. And, you know, obviously, I think it was like... 
18 songs, maybe. You know, if I'm making an 18 song set list, there probably would have been three of the songs I heard in it. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest would have been totally flipped, but it's, you know, it is what it is. You're never going to get the chance to go up to Paul Stanley and say, hey, you need to play Hide Your Heart. Yeah. And take it off in Unholy tonight. Because <laughs> that's never going to happen. They have pulled out Unholy, though. Oh, do they? Yeah, like I, I've seen it in set lists, not like on a Kiss Cruise, but I, I, I don't know how long ago it's been, but that, Makeup Era has done Unholy. I know that much. Man, that'd be great. That's my, that's a bucket list thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, sounds like you had a blast. I'm glad they threw in some, some rare stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I really, uh, I teetered on going or not. It was kind of steep for me. Um, you know, so I, I'm not too bummed, but hey, I'm glad you had a blast. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was an experience. It was definitely worth it for that yeah, yeah. more intimate feel for, at least for a Kiss show. Exactly. And speaking of, Gene Simmons is playing, I didn't even look up, the, I forgot the name of the town. It's some town in North Oklahoma at the Kansas border. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a, you know, a big casino and Gene Simmons is headlining some day-long event that also has Drowning Pool and yeah. a few other bands on it. So that'd be kind of interesting to see his solo stuff since most of it's not that good. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know if he's, if he's going to be playing... Kiss songs as well, but I'm I'd much sure rather see will. Paul Stanley or Ace Frehley. Yeah, me too. If I was going to see uh, one of those guys solo, but that's right. I better stop talking because maybe, maybe he'll let us get him on the podcast. I know you him. never know. <laughs> I, I really think when they get that Kiss themed casino going, yeah, they'll yeah, be I, back to that. They'll be back. I think they'll play that. I really would like to go check that out once it's done. I mean, that's just I I, I got to see that. Yeah, they're opening the first Kiss casino in Oklahoma. I know. And it's like Depew. Was it Depew or what? No. Um, or Barron or something? It's like, it's up by Ponca City or something. I don't know. It's like, because it's, uh, it, again, it's like close to the Kansas border. So it's probably the same town that he's playing this it, show it in. It might be, yeah. I, I don't know. Everything's got a reason with it yes. when it comes to Kiss. Yes, so this probably is why he's playing that. That's right. To promote the casino that's not going to be open until 2019 or something. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, we got some driver to talk about. Yeah, we do. We sat down with Mike and Eddie over at Mike's house before they started rehearsal the other night. Yeah. And speaking of when we ended, we saw a couple songs that they you know, when they started rehearsal. Yes. And that was very cool. Uh, it was great. Um, uh, I'm pretty honored to be able to see a couple songs. Um, you know, what we talked about, how... Uh, even though it was just practice, Nathan was still into it like crazy. Yeah. I love that's that. That's like so great to see. You I know. know. Um, you know, and it was just, uh, they sounded good. And, you know, it made me, it made me want to, you know, be in a band again and, and go practice with some dudes or something. <laughs> It'd be really hard with my little Epiphone and pig nose amp, but, <laughs> but man, I want to do it. Yeah. But no, it was, uh, you know, and, and we had a great conversation with Eddie and Mike about, what's been going on and uh you know really really excited for everybody to hear it yeah yeah if you if you haven't checked out driver before you need to get on facebook dryvr follow these guys you know look them up on reverb nation listen to their stuff they've got some great stuff and if you are familiar with them and you didn't know eddie green formerly of even the dogs 
is now the vocalist. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, when they get more recorded stuff with him. Because yeah. I imagine it's going to sound great because we we saw him live at Halata Fest when he debuted with him, you know, before he was officially in the band. And he sounded great. We talked about that. Yeah, exactly. And and sounded great at rehearsal. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, before we get in this, we need to play a song. Okay. <laughs> I kind of jumped ahead, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you, right? you're teasing us, Trent. Yeah. That's mean. <laughs> you know, you just you, you put the tip in for just a minute. Oh, man. Hashtag just the tip, huh? Ugh. Torpedo Head is a band out of Germany. Three-piece band that we played a couple times. It's been quite a while. We're playing them again just because... We can. Both they, of us. And they kick ass. Yeah, both of us love these guys. Yeah. Um... They have a, their third album is simply called Three. It came out, I think it was last March, so we're getting close to a year ago. Okay. But this is fantastic, just like their previous two or three albums were. You got to check them out. It's good time, what's the word, punk and roll? Yeah. I Trashy, mean, it, melodic punk and roll. Yeah, it's it's got that, that melodic, you know, the catchiness and the sensibility, but it, it, it's kind of heavy, too, at times. It's great yeah. stuff. Yeah, this song we're going to play is a little more melodic, even more than some of the other ones. Okay. But it's just like as catchy as it gets, and it gets stuck in your head, and it's wonderful, is the best way to say this. Yeah. This is Torpedo Head Wildfire. <laughs> In the back 
Wildfire from Torpedo Head off their album 3. Look that thing up. Buy it on Amazon, iTunes. Listen to them on their Facebook page. Torpedo Head's all one word. They're out of Germany. They're unbelievable. I just love that backyard babies kind of yeah. dirty rock and roll. That yeah. it's, it's got the sensibilities of the 70s rock, but it's also got the trashiness of the you know, the Sunset Strip thrown in there as well. It'll stick in your head all night. Yeah. So so can so now can we get the driver? I guess. Man. I was going to edit this like in order, but now you just ruined it. That's okay, because I want people to know what a tease you are <laughs> and, and how you're fucking with everybody's emotions here. Right. I'm sure they that song was like three minutes. They're probably still here. Okay, good, you know? good. Right. Let's just get into this, right? We don't need to keep talking about it. No, fire it up. We're here to hear Eddie Green, brand new vocalist for Driver, and Mike DiPetrillo, drummer for Driver. Walked into this whole new angst yeah. in this band. <laughs> new new level of angst that I'm not huh? used to, accustomed to here. I'll cut you. <laughs> Messing around my territory. I'm not. I'm not into it. He's pissing like on my tree. <laughs> you seem like you're the type of guy that can handle it, though. Oh yeah. It's, unfortunately, I'm the bouncer of the band. So. Yeah, I like that. We're gonna have him handle all our small stuff. Yeah, I uh, pretty much all the rest of it too. I do have a pretty short fuse, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I have a short fuse. They've asked me about a couple of situations. I, my, the still in the story, my very first exposure ever to hardcore dancing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. I'm sitting there and I'm at the mustard tree <laughs> and we're playing. And this is back when I was in a band called Recycled Souls. And we're playing. And these guys are doing all those karate swings and dude almost hit me right in the face. Some little skinny, dirty gym shorts, flip flop wearing kid hair. It looks like he just walked out of Hot Topic. He's sitting there, and then I'm. I looked at my drummer, and I'm like, "Did he just try to hit me like that?" And he's like, "No, I was actually bigger, bodybuilder bigger at the time." And he goes, "No, he goes, I don't know what they're doing." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't either. I've never seen anything like that." Thing I know, man. He comes back around. Whoosh! Y'all just missed me. I grabbed him by the shirt and bounced him off the concrete. (laughs) Boom! Picked him up, and I was like, "You hit me, and we're gonna. You're gonna be in big trouble." And kids like. I'm just dancing. <laughs> like, that is not dancing where I come from. Well, right. We usually call that epileptic seizure. But <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. They have medication for that. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. moshing's one thing, but these, these kids have, like, the kicks. and Yeah. The, the spins, and the, it's it's crazy. It right. is. A gr- I call it the gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know. The, the, the picking up picking change. Yeah, yeah, picking up change. Yeah. Like, First what? time I saw that, and then, so then, you know. What the hell did you drop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was this something I should be helping you look for here? Yeah. But yeah. then as as it progressed, and I we played more and more with grindcore bands and and seeing a lot of that stuff, you know, we would we would go to these shows and man, people would get seriously injured. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw a guy, he was probably every bit of about six foot five, probably four four fifty, wow. and he was out doing it in the middle of a. I think we were with All Show Parish. Something like that. And he was in the middle of that thing and snapped his femur. Wow. Yeah, and he's laying... The whole show stopped because he was screaming so loud you could hear him over the band. 
And then the hole is like the Red Sea parted, man. You can see a guy laying there in his leg. Looked like he had a knee right in the middle of his thigh. Where does that? He's just crying. <laughs> I'm like, well, you deserved it, you dumbass. You're the one that was dancing like that. <laughs> you, jumped, you jumped into it. And what show were we at just not too long ago? Somebody stage dived and they actually parted. And nobody caught him? Oh, they Jack Blacked him. Yes. Oh. That's awesome. In School <laughs> of Rock. It was, just, it was just a couple months ago. I forgot. The guy was like, yeah, no. Everybody's like, bam. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. I've not seen that in a while. Yeah, exactly. God dang. Who'd you piss off? Yeah, Apparently right. the whole crowd. Right. <laughs> not that guy. Not catching him. Well, it was like I was at Kill Switch and Hate Breed at the Canes. And, you know, Jamie gets up there and wants the wall of death and all this. And I'm standing right in the middle watching the show. And he's like, I need this side to go over here. I'm like, I'm going to the back. I don't need any part of this. (laughs) I'm going to watch all this chaos. Because I guess they pride themselves in, like, so many people leaving in an ambulance every single show from their pits. I'm like, yeah, I don't want that. I see too many people get cheap shotted in those pits, too. Yeah. I just get out of it. I don't need to mess with it. I'm the big guy. They're going to be gunning for me. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yep. So I'm pretty much right on the edge of it. You're like, whoa, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Short enough, a lot of the arms go over me. <laughs> I kicked in the teeth at one kill switch dude in combat boots. He was crowd surfing. Somebody spun him. I wasn't paying attention. I'm watching the show. Bam! Got hit right in the face. Oh. Pair of steel-toed boots. My nose bleeding. And- it's like, that means it was a good show. I've had a few <clears throat> of the, the pit injuries. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm too small for this shit. And people are bouncing me around. So I'm, I'm going to stand on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Plus it's hard to play with like bloody everything and broken fingers. Yeah. 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 It's just not worth it to me anymore. But I always figured, you know, I paid money. I want to see the band. I don't want to, I don't want to have to worry about, you know, what's coming at my head. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, that's cool for people that want to do that, but I want to watch the show, you know. Oh, absolutely. It seems to have been more respectful in the last several years. There's only a few that end up being like that. And it seems like lately more than not, especially if I'm watching it from the stage, is the ones that get rowdy, kind of the pit kind of contains them or corrals them. So there's not as much of that as there was like in the beginning days. Mm-hmm. So it seems like people are more into it, and I and it, I like how the respect has changed. Where uh, people are dancing and mashing, if somebody gets knocked, people will pick them up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there there is etiquette in the pit, and there's typically a like a hierarchy too. If you watch, you can typically see. And if somebody gets out of line, everybody in the pit puts them right back in line pretty quick. Yeah, you know. Yeah. One of the most brutal ones I ever saw was Rocklahoma a couple of years ago, Nonpoint. It was all muddy and nasty, and man, these guys were literally. I saw several people get knocked out cold in this pit. It was pretty rough. Too. As a matter of fact, the pit that was in front of, uh, I think it was Hatebreed, uh, there was there was going and uh, a big pit, and this guy's got his arm snapped. Oh. You could hear him, you know. Now the band didn't stop, but you could tell, and uh, even Dez was like, "Hey, pay attention to this guy," you know. He, you know, and uh, this guy's arm was like this. Good and God. Just, and it wasn't from, mm. it was just accident. Like, nobody was being a douchebag. It was a normal pit. Everybody was everybody was behaving themselves. And I think because of the wet and the slip and all the people, and I think he hit one of the trash cans yeah. that was up there. And just, you know, and his arm was like this. And I'm like, oh, Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You fucking well know That's that. That's precisely why I don't get in those. So yeah. a couple of cats about 
about his size, you know, reached over and finally got in and got him out. You know, a couple people were holding his arm. And it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> God, I know that hurts. Yeah. I can, I can feel his pain from across the pit. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Well, I guess we should just ask the obvious question right off the bat. Why do you have a new singer? Because I quit the band. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been going in different directions, basically, for a little while. You know, we love Adam. Uh, you know, hell, everybody's heard him sing. He's a badass. So I expect that he'll probably put out a solo album and kick everybody's butt. Um, but we've just kind of been going down a different path, and we wanted to do some different things. And, uh, you know, and it happens every once in a while. You know, we thought we had uh, whatever set, uh, but just some things changed. And uh, we wanted to just, we're doing different things, and it just wasn't lining up. And uh, it just finally came time that uh, opportunities happened, you know. And uh, we had an opportunity to... Uh, uh, work with Eddie. I've been a fan of his for a long time. So I've been in his audience for a minute and, uh, it actually called him from before because some shows weren't going to work out schedule wise, uh, with Adam in the past, but they ended up working out just fine. And, uh, then just, we had a big family emergency right at the end and, uh, we were stuck without a front man for a little bit and, uh, the benefit came up for John. So I called Eddie again, and uh, I'm like, dude, uh, here's what's up, and uh, I could use your help. And he's like, okay, which was one of the greatest phone calls I ever had, you know. And luckily, he was done. Uh, he had been done with even the dogs uh, for a minute, and uh, he had some time. And he came in and jumped chip, and we we worked the shit out of him. We fried, we fried his voice. It was like, you know, every day for like a week and a half, just every day singing. There was a couple of nights where playing, he's like, I'm just going to sit tonight if that's okay which was funny because like we roasted his voice but he came in and just nailed the shit out of it and um now we're off to the races and it's kind of i guess driver 2.0 or, or a re-beginning or however you want to brand it um but uh, he's fit what <clears throat> we want to do and some of the changes we've wanted to make and uh we're pretty happy about it i think some cool stuff is fixing to happen Right. So, uh, when it came to Halata Fest, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that was, uh, you know, uh, uh, you wanted it that way. I mean, maybe you didn't, I don't know, but I just thought it was cool that we, we didn't know, and then all of a sudden, there you are up on stage. I mean, that was just, that was, that I kept, was pretty cool. I kept that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Well, part of it, too, is because we didn't, you know, there, there wasn't a decision at that point. You okay. know, I was just hoping. And we didn't want anybody there. We didn't want any preconceived notions, you know, like what you had said on your show. You know, it's like, well, if I would have said Eddie's going to be singing for Driver on at Halata Fest, you know, well, I don't necessarily know if that's going to work. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed enough to be versatile enough vocally. I mean, because, you know, like what Mike said, Adam, Adam's a hard act to follow. I mean, he's teaching me to be, to follow their old catalog is teaching me to be rangier and, and to do some things that I haven't done vocally before and stretching me, you know, to where, you know, I'm more of a Howard Jones, you know, Phil from all that remains, you know, kind of vocalist, you know, five finger death punch. It's, you know, they was really soaring vocals and things like that. So to try to infuse a little bit of me into their old catalog was, was a unique fit, but we didn't want anybody to know, you know, because it was, it wasn't a replacement at that point. It was just, I'm just trying to help out. So if, if we tell somebody, 
hey, Eddie's going to be out there, then all of a sudden the rumor mill starts, yeah. you know, and, and that's not good for Adam. That's not good for driver. That's not good for me. You know, any of those kinds of things. I, I was helping some brothers out. Adam helped me out. You know, I had a family trip. I've only missed two shows in my life and, and both of those were back to back and Adam filled in for me, um, on two shows. So, you know, we had already scratched each other's back and I used to pull Adam up on stage with us all the time, you know, so he was familiar with our catalog and we had played multiple shows with Driver and I was familiar with theirs and their professionalism. So out of respect to the music community and Driver Nation, we didn't want a rumor mill. So, you know, so I think Mikey and and the crew handled it perfectly. Yeah, I thought it was a perfect way to do it. It made a lot of sense. How quick did you... Because that wasn't that long ago. I mean, how quick did this decision come after that? It's been somewhat brewing for a little bit. You know, like I said, we were, we've were we just been kind of going in different directions. And then uh, uh, after after the show, a uh, lot of phone calls, text messages. Um, you know, I sat the guys down. We, we talked a bunch off and on before. And right about that time, uh, you know, uh, called Eddie, asked him a bunch of questions, sent him some emails. And uh, sat and thought about it and talked and like, you know, hey, come over to the house. Let's have some beers and sit and talk. And uh, there's a there's a turning point that is in front of us now, gentlemen. And uh, I gave my opinion and my ideas and what I'd like to do. And and uh, I think Eddie could be a good fit. Um, but I'm not the only voice, you know, so everybody else has input and stuff, too. And, you know, it's uh, a little bit different for Eddie. Um, so his decision, you know, obviously counts, duh. Um, but I asked him to, and, uh, what do we think about this? And is this something that we'd like to do? And, uh, of course I was kind of already on board with, I would, I want to give this a run down the racetrack and see what happens. And, uh, the rest of the guys were like, yeah, you know, cause we've been, like I said, driver has been a fan of his work and his past bands. So we've had, uh, uh, a working relationship. We've had a family, a community bond, you know, we've helped each other. So we already like each other. We already know we like the guy. So it's like, is this something you think you'd want to do or even give a shot at doing? And he's like, let's see what happens. And, uh, so got in for a few days and, you know, what's the first few songs, gave him the first few tunes and he came back and just nailed it. I know. And he's, uh, he's been getting, like every time he opens his mouth, it gets better. You know, it's giving us chills and whatnot. And it's just, it's a heavier formula that we'd like to uh, do and a road we'd like to go down. Uh, we're not going with all growl, but then Eddie wants to get away from all growl. He's got a hell of a range. You know, he's, he does the, he, he, he can do kill switch, you know, and sound just like him. So somebody that's got some, some, some heavy and some gravel for punctuation is what I call it. But then some clarity to so the crowd can understand the words are being said and arrange, and it just opens up a lot of new possibilities and stuff that we've wanted to do uh, for a while. And uh, I think we now have the capability of doing that. Well, and Mike and I had talked offline, you know, on a couple of different occasions that you know I've always enjoyed watching him play. He's a he's a, you know Tulsa legend, you know, uh, in the scene. And I know he hates to hear that, but but he really is. I mean, it's you know, I mean, he's he's a mainstay in the Tulsa music scene. You know, I love working with people that are professional, um, and he is a consummate professional. Um, he treats this like a business, but you still have fun. So we had talked offline about potentially writing some stuff away from even the dogs and away from Driver, just some stuff that we would collaborate on 
just because we wanted to work together in some capacity. <clears throat> you know, he brings a lot to the table as a drummer. I even made that suggestion once. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, but when I talked to the guys in this, you know, he might not be the fit for this band. You know, it, it's a chemistry, you know, not everything works as a puzzle. But I did tell the guys that I'm not going to miss the opportunity to work with Eddie now that he's done with Even the Dogs. If I have to start another band, I'm going to do it or do some side stuff with him because uh, I like this cat a lot. I like what he does. And uh, it's some of the stuff that I hear in my head as I'm writing songs has his style in it. And it's just kind of, you know, everything happens for a reason and things have kind of fallen out of the sky into our lap that it's, at the moment, it's working really well. Well, I think the really cool thing about it, too, is that for people that were fans of even the dogs, it's not going to be even the dogs reincarnated for people that were fans of driver 1.0. It's not going to be driver 1.0, even though we're going to stay really pretty true to the the overall cat back catalog of stuff. You know, I still have to every vocalist puts their spin on a little bit of stuff, you know, not taking anything away from Adam because he's a great guy, you know, but I'm not him and he's not me. You know, so I think whenever we do launch it, you know, whenever whenever it actually people in Tulsa get to see it, I think they'll get it. You know, it's not going to be a, don't expect ETD, don't expect the old driver, but expect just a really killer mix and infusion of both that is still true to what people expect from driver on stage. As a matter of fact, we will get <clears throat> to finally expose this, if you will, officially, uh, we got the word that we can talk about it, that we're going to be uh, April 22nd at the Shrine. We're going to be with Saving Abel. So that'll be our first official Tulsa performance with our uh, new frontman. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. You know, there's a lot of work um, on both his and our part. More work, so mine. Work has, <laughs> work, work has never scared me. You know, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, the first thing we're going to do with him is uh, we're going to be in uh, Dallas at Gas Monkey Live on the 25th of March. And uh, that's like a big showcase for uh, Rocky Mountain High Energy Drink. So that will be the first uh, official outing with him. But the first official Tulsa show is going to be April 22nd. And uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. Plus, the Saving Able guys are somewhat friends of ours. And uh, Steven, their drummer, is a friend of mine. And we're both uh, Silver Fox drumstick people yeah so we're kind of in like the the silver fox gang yeah. so that's kind of cool and uh, you don't mess with them that uh, <laughs> yeah, they ride yeah. their motorcycles yeah. and beat people up yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> we have we have sticks we have sticks we'll throw wood at you. Um, so i'm pretty excited about that and then just as we get going and build and we'll uh, we'll fill the calendar back up and uh, the phone's been ringing i'm getting a lot of inquiries uh, I know we're ridiculously stoked. We're going to be in Nashville uh, in July. We're playing a couple of sets, and probably more than that, just depending on how time works out. But we're going to be playing at the Summer Nam Show. Oh, nice! So That's great. I'm ridiculously happy about that. Plus, I get to uh, play in front of the industry cats, and uh, hey, call it what it is, show off in front of the guys that I'm endorsed by, and kind of show my guys off to them. And uh, I'm really excited about that. And then there's just a bunch of other cool stuff that's on our plate that we'll fill calendars up and let people know about just as we get running and going. You know, I'm way looking forward to It's hard to explain, but I keep telling everybody, I can't wait till some time has passed when, you know, he's got the catalog now where he's, you know, owns that. And then having the new stuff emerge that's freshly written with Eddie, not that he's singing something that already existed. 
and uh, with every rehearsal new bits and pieces of some of the stuff that we've got and new bits and pieces are starting to emerge and uh, he's a lyricist i write lyrics but he's also a co-writer so i can write stuff and hand it off to him um i'm looking forward to uh, that it's going to be a lot of fun um and then nathan's got stuff that he's had that he's wanted to whip out and the new stuff uh, as a matter of fact eddie plays guitar so he was playing the other night at rehearsal and come up with like a diminished some such or another chord i've only played guitar for like 10 minutes i don't have a fucking clue but he did something <laughs> nathan grabbed a hold of it and he's like hey what's that and then 10 minutes later he had put it into a riff that turned out to be pretty cool so new stuff is emerging and uh after some time passes uh, i can't wait to see uh how that forms itself well, question for you. You guys announced last October that even the dogs was splitting. Mm-hmm. And you, you said that it was due to families and getting older and all that stuff. And I know that could have been other members, but how quick was this decision for you whenever they asked you to join? Was it something you had to well, I'm, contemplate? I'm on Ford. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, you know, anything that you do musically, you know, being in a band is, is like a, a multiple marriage, you know, and even the dogs, what ended up happening, ran its course, you know, for 10 years, we'd signed a major record deal. We had, you know, fallen on our face. We'd replaced multiple members. And, you know, I love those guys. They're always going to be my brothers. Um, I still do stuff with Blaine, you know, um, on the side. But, you know, the situation became too pressing to try to get all five guys together on stage. We were lucky at the same time. You know, we were lucky to be able to rehearse once a month, you know, and whenever a band hits that wall... I don't want to force anybody to be on stage. And, as, and even the dogs was my baby. I mean, I founded that band, you know, along with Anthony and David. And, you know, whenever it came time to lay it down, I was heartbroken, you know, about it. Because I had spent a lot of blood, sweat, and tears with those guys. But life will get in the way. And I don't want to fault anybody for that. I mean, I was fortunate enough to raise three boys and, and be able to still find time to tour and be in a band and find the financial need to be in the band, you know, provide the resources that I needed and, and all that. It was always first on my priority list. You know, um, it's like, you know, the band always is up there. Everybody else wants to think it's a hobby. It's not a hobby for me. But, you know, I took some time off, which is why coming all the way back to what Mike said, you know, that he roasted me vocally because I had not sang since August, the last time we were on stage. Well, it's just like a muscle. If you're not using it, it's yeah. it's not working, and, and when you get pushed that hard to try to get ready for a show, and even still, you know, I'm still trying to get back in vocal shape. I mean, I I was pretty fried by the end of last week because these guys treat this like a business, so you're rehearsing on a regular basis. You know, we're rehearsing 9 to 12 hours a week, you know, and when you're not used to singing like that, you know, I've, I've got to get my voice back in shape to be able to handle that. But when they called me, it was it was a decision that I had to talk over with my family that I had to think about. Is this going to be a good fit for me? Um, I knew Mike and I got along really well, but it's always different when you throw a bunch of people in a room, you know, and, and you start doing stuff. You know, so we could be great outside of work, but how are we going to be at work, you yeah, know, together? You'll, you'll spend a lot of time together. So and when we yeah. got on stage together at Halata Fest, it was it it felt natural. It felt right. You know, and the chemistry between that I had already between the guys and, and what we were doing, I just told them, I said, man, I had a blast. I had a lot of fun. You know, thanks so much for letting me get up here and do this. And then it was not very long after they, they called me and asked me, would you be interested in potentially taking that spot? And I said, you know, I'm tell you what, why don't you 
take care of your backyard. And if it's, if that's what you want to do, you know, then, then let's meet in the middle and we'll discuss. And it all just felt great. And, and like he said, every single rehearsal, there is just this new cohesiveness and this new gel and this new energy and it's exciting. And so it really didn't take me long. I mean, they're, they are world-class musicians. You know, and it is, it's, it's easy oh, you're to get sweet. up. <laughs> it's easy to get up and sing with a band that's, that's as good at their craft as what they are. You know, so they they talk about all this work they got to do. They don't, they, they know their songs, whether, whether I'm singing them or not, I got to learn. It's the work's really on me. So well, I spoke to you guys in the past <clears> and, uh, getting back to, it is like a five way marriage, but you know, you get cats in the room that all want to do this because it's a lot of work you know it's a it's an ass load of work so you've got to want to do it and uh, we all do and uh you gotta want to so, do it beyond show day you know right you now everybody wants to play on game day nobody wants to put in the practice you know and and that's the only way you get better mm-hmm. you know so as tough of a time constraint as sometimes it can possibly be you know it's it's all worth it in the end whenever you can get up on stage and and you can do everything in your sleep you know where every single point in the song is because you've practiced it so much that it's just commonplace to you. You know, now the big thing is, is they're a lot wordier than I was as a lyricist. So I'm having to learn war and peace on a doctor, on a Dr. Seuss mentality, you know, because they do have a lot of lyrics. So I'm, I'm learning. So if you were watching, if you caught it, I don't know if you guys saw it. But on stage at a lot of fest, I had my Aussie monitor up there, you know, so that I had all my lyrics. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. I was like, I'll hold up fucking cue cards. I don't care. Whatever it takes, man. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mm. thought I thought that was cool. And uh, yeah, he's putting uh, he's putting his own spin, his own cadence to it, which uh, actually threw me off a little bit at a lot of fest on stage because I wasn't quite used to it. And uh, so that's something uh, getting used to. But uh, he he is a player. He's uh, he's good. Uh, he's solid with timing, which will just, you know, that'll make me better. That'll make everybody else better, um, being on the meter. Um, and uh, his his cadence is different, obviously, than Adam, because he's not Adam. So we're having to get used to how he approaches and how he sings and how he groups and, and phrases things together. And uh, But we're, we're, we're getting used to that. And like I said, we're, it's, it's work, but we're not afraid of it. You know, it's going to take a minute. But uh, we're we're excited to uh, be up and running and going. So I think uh, I think uh, a bunch of cool stuff is on our horizon. I, I I feel pretty positive about this. Well, you know, and the other thing too is is I'm super appreciative of Driver Nation too. They've welcomed me with open arms. You know, so far. You know, and. You know, I'm I'm one of those kind of people that that believe in hard work, you know. So I'm going to do everything I can to not let them down. I mean, they have an established fan base, you know. So we don't want any of them running away, you know. So and and it will be a little different. It it will be a little different, but I I believe that that we're going to be better. Um, then I I don't believe we're going to take a step backwards in any way, shape, or form. You know, my intensity as a front man, you know, is 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 up there. You know, and the more that I learn their stuff and the more comfortable I am with it and can do what I do naturally, I just think it's going to bring, you know, a, a whole nother level of intensity. I'm not saying it's going to make everything heavier. It's going to do all those kind of things. It's just going to be more intense. It's going to be more grabby by the throat and not let go, you know, 
And yeah, we have uh, we've gotten uh, compliments and <clears throat> concerns, absolutely. And you know, I'm a little nervous and concerned myself. You know, we've got uh, an established thing already, and we're making a change here as we're driving down the road. Uh, that's always scary and uh, and tough. Well, the singer's um, the hardest thing to get people on board with sometimes. Very much, well. very much. It's one of the right. hardest positions in the band to fill, period. Yeah. And then making the change as the bus is already in motion, uh, that's like, you know, two two tough things all in one breath. Um, and it is a transition. And uh, uh, I, I expect people are going to like it as much as we do. Um, but... It's, it's, like I said, we've got, we've got compliments and concerns. Well, and it's, you know, you can't please everybody, right. but we're sure as hell going to try, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and if you'll give us the benefit of the doubt, you know, it's especially, you know, with me at the, at the front, I can promise you, I'm going to do everything in my power to not let you down. You know, it's, it's, I have a vested interest in, again, exactly what you said, you know, it's, it, it's the hardest person to replace, you know, is the singer and there's going to be some people that are that are not going to like it and that's you know that's that's okay i'm sorry you know but this is the decision they decided to go with and that i decided to go with and and so far the positives far outweigh the negatives you know it's if if people are half of what you guys the praise you guys gave us on thunder underground on the last one whenever you saw us at a lot of fest if it's even half of that we're well on our way to, to doing some big things so good good <laughs> Well, what about, I know you guys have been recording a good chunk of an album the last fall, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's a, the status on there, that? There, there's, a, there's a music bed that's laid, and then there's a couple of things that the guitar players want to tweak and fix and whatnot. Um, had you already done vocals, and you're going to have him do vocals now, or are you guys writing new stuff? You know, we really haven't even got to that door yet. Um there's there were some vocals done, but not uh, not all of them. Um, and once it gets time, like what I said, once I said, as time gets to there, when he owns everything, it's the easiest way for me to describe it. Then we'll approach: Do we want to change? Do we want to re-record? Do we want to put him over what's there? Do we want to uh, regroup again and maybe just do an EP instead of a full twelve song? Um, which seems to be more the lay of the land as it is now. Um, I'd personally like to have uh, a six-song EP of all brand new stuff to put out that Eddie's on, uh, but some of the other stuff is left unfinished and there is a music bed. So I'm sure at some time we'll try it, see what it sounds like. You know, it could come off great or be not it. We might have to start over again. You know, this working on this record has been a, kind of a pain in our ass. I've told the guys until I don't care anymore. Um, but we've just gone through studio hell, um, not the not not personnel, but we've had to stop and start this record like three times in four different studios, just because of people and personnel and timings and studio problems. And you know, um, so we went back and uh, started working with Hank again. I've done a bunch of work with him, and uh, the music bed uh, turned out great. So that's there, and when it's time to approach that, I'm sure we'll figure something out. You know, um, I can see him uh, being on some of the stuff, and of course, uh, we've already you know let everybody know that who contributed to what's already there, you're going to get credit. If we end up selling stuff, everybody's going to get paid for what they've already done. You know, Adam wrote lyrics. Adam was a piece of this up till now. 
So anything that comes out of that, of course, we're going to make sure Adam gets stuff. And we love our brother. We always will. Um, so there's there's some decisions in that to be made when that time comes, for sure. Um, and I think we'll just do the, you know, like a one day at a time kind of thing. You know, it's like a pad of sticky notes. Just peel each layer off and as we get there. Yeah, we've got, a, we got sure, an elephant on the counter right now. I'm, so I'm sure that answer will mm-hmm. kind of... <clears throat> show up, you know, uh, and and I think it'll answer itself when the time comes. If it should be all new, or if we should do some of both, or have him be on the older stuff. Um, but that's, uh, we haven't got to that bridge yet. Yeah, I still think there's probably, you know, some things that, you know, they'll look at too, you know, as we progress and we start getting out on stage and getting out there, you know, as they'll, they'll, I'll be under the microscope, you know, whether or not it's still a good cohesive fit and, it's the direction that they want to go. You know, I, I fully anticipate that, you know, and that's fine. You know, it's no, it, we may get out there on the road and not, you know, we may love what we're doing in the living room, but the crowd might not, you know, I don't see that happening. You know, I really don't. It's all of us have been around and, and have done this for a while. We're stage veterans, you know, so it's, you know, I, I just think again, you know, it's like I said, we're just, just trying to take it and bring it up to another level. And, and I think it's, it's coming there. It's going. And I am going to be real hard pressed to think that anybody's going to be able to stop that bus when it starts rolling down the hill. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I've said it a bunch. I end up sounding like a broken record, but I think there's some, there's some cool stuff, uh, on our horizon. You know, we just have to work to, uh, to get there, but I'm, we're already willing to put in the work. So the, the doing, it's not going to be a problem. And then we'll just approach each little hurdle and, and each new setting as we get there. I think we're all going to purple spandex. There's going to be a look on stage, maybe. <laughs> no, it's got to be blue. I'm sorry. Then you're, yeah, blue, blue, yeah, blue yeah. spandex. Yeah. Don't be, screwing, yeah. don't be screwing with the blue. It's going to be yeah. disturbing, but yeah. that's okay. I'll, I'll, get rid of, I'll, get rid of, I'll get rid of the green thong. I'll come up with the shiny blue thong. It's and, funny. I was going to suggest some spandex. Oh, we're getting out. We're, yeah, nobody wants to see we, that. We are, uh, we've already bought them. Okay. <laughs> people, people letting the surprises out too damn early. <laughs> You know, you know, instead of all instead of all black nipple tape, it'd be black and blue nipple tape. Now. Yeah. There'll, be, there'll be some there'll be some cool changes coming down the road. Yeah. Well, uh, what's your uh, so far your favorite driver song that to play so far? What, what do you really? Doing? It's funny because we talk about this every single practice. Um, I I'm a huge fan of Broken Glass. Um, I love it. I for whatever reason that's been the one I've really been able to just pour myself into. I love that track. Um, you know, I'm still learning the catalog, um, as right now, but that one, uh, sins of the father, great, great freaking track. Um, I think those are probably, oh, and definitely, uh, cloak and dagger. Cloak and dagger is just that kind of God smack meets ACDC kind of feel and just, it's got bluesy, but it's intense and it's, and I'm, like I said, I'm bringing a, a grit you know, to it that, that is a little different feel, you know, we just started doing, I just learned answer, which has become a lot of fun to play. So, and then there's a couple that I'll be working on again tonight. It'll be the first time really approaching them as I learn the catalog, but those three, it'd be really hard pressed for me to say which one's my favorite. If you're going by what they say, it would probably be broken glass. Um, but I'm able to pour more emotion into that one so far because I'm, 
I've just found my way in that song, you know, and, and really found a niche that I like that infuses kind of that intensity that I was talking about along with that, that clean rangey vocal that I'm learning, relearning how to do, you know, so it's, it's, it's been a good chemistry. That song's been, that's my favorite one. I get really excited when we get ready to play that one in practice. So that's the one that I'm like, oh yeah, I just pour it all out there. And then I got to suffer through the rest of them only because I'm still trying to learn them and trying to find my way and navigate my way through the river and say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do with this. And this is a spin I'm going to put here and without taking away from the overall integrity of the catalog. Yeah. So. And it's also got the other guys, uh, <clears throat> uh, warming their vocal chops back up too. Yeah. Um, because uh, they had they had done some and they've they've done backups and they've done live stage vocals, uh, pretty much you know since day one, and um, so now that Eddie's in there, that's uh, it's kind of made them want to get back on it and uh, do more of it on a, uh, a more consistent basis. So that's pretty cool, and uh, and my ass is back there screaming and singing while I'm playing, and uh, but. Uh, I think it's working out. I think it's working out great. <laughs> there was one that they had semi lyrics for in a different title. And the very first practice that I came in and sat down, I was listening to the riff and I just started writing, not knowing that they had lyrics for that song because everything they're playing, they're just letting me hear the music yeah. just so I can understand. So I'm just writing and I get the whole song pinned out in practice. And I'm like, Hey, I said, you guys have lyrics for that? I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. Like that, and I was like, "Oh, well, I've just wrote a whole set of them right here." So, and then renamed the song and did all this stuff. Well, the cool thing was is that Robin and Nathan started doing backups because kind of my vocal style is I'm I'm real big into verses trailing into the choruses, you know, where the backup vocals have to start while my notes still sustaining. And I'm, you know, sing kind of on the backside of the beat and, you know, or, or I'm either right on and very staccato style vocal. And this one just was trailing, just the feel of it. The vocal was trailing. So they jumped on and sang the first anthemic portion of it and their harmonies were so spot on. And then one was high, one was low. And then whenever I jumped in and the melody on the second part of the chorus, it was big and thick and just incredible yeah, that was cool yeah and it, it really cool. worked and i was like wow this is you know this is this is this is dynamite right here this is electric i, I like look at each other with the cocktail like the dog at the at the dog whistles like hey maybe we should do that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and it just gets stuck and and man it sounds so good you know so i i foresee a lot of that kind of stuff you know and and nathan has really stepped up it's kind of brought out a little more of his heavy side so you know, he's doing a little a little more intense backing style vocals and you know, things like that. So it's really cool to watch that that chemistry feed off of each other, you know, because it is different. You know, it is it's it's I, I would never ever say that I could or could ever be Adam. You know. He is a unique and dynamic vocalist in his own right, you know, so the last thing I could do or the worst thing I could do to be come in here and try to mimic him and fail, you know? So in order to do it justice, I need to do it close to the way he did it, but still do it my way so that we can leave the legacy that he left intact, you know, and, and, and recognize him for the, the vocalist that he was. Absolutely. I've looked at it as uh, you know, it's not a replacement if you were, you know, air quotes, um, 
it's a change. It's a new chapter. It's a change. You know, we're not uh, we're not uh, trying to replace him. Uh, it's just a it's it's a it's a fork curve in the road. However you want to however you want to analyze it. And uh, this is this is this is the path that we're on and working together with now, and uh, it's going real well. Uh, your first official show was this Rock the Road Trip thing in Dallas you mentioned earlier. Yes. Like, how many bands? Because I remember when you guys first started talking about that, there were a lot of bands. Yeah, we made it, we made it to the finals. Years. We're the top of the of the last three. And uh, the way they said they're going to work it is there's going to be an opener that's kind of a cover band that does all 90s stuff. It's like the something 90s experience. And it'll be the three finalists, which... Uh, One's like a rock band, uh, we're a little heavier of a rock band, and then one of them's kind of a country-sounding guy. Uh, the other two bands, Eight Minute Fall and the Shotgun Billies, uh, they're fucking badass. And then the headliners are uh, Hillbilly Vegas, which my buddy Stacy Thornburg is the guitar player, and I've known Stacy for a, a bunch of years. We played together off and on uh, when he was in his, in his rock and his heavy bands. And uh, Hillbilly Vegas, and I'm not a huge country guy by any means, but they're damn sure my new favorite country band. Those guys are fucking stupid good at what they do. And I mean, listen to the material, and you can't not be singing it and having a smile on your face. And it's like, no wonder. He said, dude, he didn't see it coming, and he's having a fucking blast. And if you listen to him, it's like, there's no way you can't have a blast doing this stuff. And they're hugely successful. And they were, I think, one of the first bands that uh, is completely uh, endorsed by Rocky Mountain High. Uh, the energy drink company, and uh, they've been playing just all over the country. They were at NAS one of the NASCAR events last year. I think they're going again this year. I think they're playing South by Southwest, but they're the headliner of that evening. So it's going to be the opener, then the three middle bands, and then those guys are going to finish the night off. And uh, what what a killer uh, mix of music! And I'm like a 12 year old because I get to go to Gas Monkey Live for the first time. Yeah. So we're actually going to go down a little bit ahead of time. And uh, do the tourist thing and check the place out. And, of course, i got to have the souvenir shirt and all that kind of stuff. Food's and, uh, great there, too. And, and, Love and, the food. So yeah. I've, I've wanted to see it as a fan for a long time. So getting to play there, uh, my, my first opportunity to play there, I'm ridiculously excited about it. So we're going to have a blast. We're going to make a fun weekend out of it. Those are the best kind we'll, of shows. You know, so. Hopefully we'll come back uh, as a winner. Um, but just being at that level and at that show in itself, the exposure and the eyeballs are worth more than a dollar amount. Well, if everybody that said they're tailgating down there to go support us shows up, it's and the driver nation will be in force yeah. down there. Yeah. So a lot of Texas people that I've sent them, uh, messages and phone calls and they're like, hell yeah, dude. And it's a free show. So that makes it even even easier. You just click on the link that has been posted and uh, print tickets out at home. And uh, it's an all-ages show. So this opens a lot of doors. You can bring the kids. And you guys are I feeling know. a road trip, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, uh, well, these so. are the best kind of shows to play, too, where you get a, a really eclectic mix of yeah. stuff, you know, because it's... You know, unfortunately, you know, you get pigeonholed a lot in metal bands, you know, and, and you'll go out there and you'll go play and it'll be like just a whole bunch of sound alike bands, you know, the place so there you can't really tell. It's like, oh, that band was just a little bit better because they were a little more technical or they were a little more this. I've always been a huge fan of diversity, you know, and I've always personally, out of all the touring I've done, have done better when we were the heaviest band. 
you know, because it's there's just a way you can grab somebody, some even country people, you know, that you can just grab them when you've got those killer hooks and those little breakdowns to get their heads bobbing and you know you got them. You know, so I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's you know, the just the fact of being able to be exposed to all those different genres of music just on one stage on one night, you know, it's it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking blast. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a fun place to see a show. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. great. I, uh, I I so want to be there. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm 17 all over again, so I'm way looking forward to this. It's going to be a blast. And, and you were right on the food. I had a BLT with an egg on it the size of my head. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know how I did it. Whoa. Well, I know how I did it. <laughs> so, yeah, you were did right. it come with a doctor standing by? It should have, yeah. Right a crash your, cart? Yeah, right to your arteries. So. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man, dude, I haven't even had that. I just went down there and had the burgers, and the yeah. burgers are to die for. So Yeah, I've heard. I've seen mm. the pictures of it, and I've looked over the menu, and I've, I've heard a lot of reports, and a lot of friends of mine have been there and played there. <laughs> and they said they just had a they had a blast. The food was good, so it was just it's like a fun adventure to go to Gas Monkey. So yeah, I'm see, glad I came I'm, in at the right I'm, moment because it's kind of like way looking forward to this Disney World for me because I've already got two bucket list things I can check off. You know, even Dogs had a ton of success, and we got to play a lot of great places. But we were in the talks with Gas Monkey and didn't get to you know didn't play before we yeah. disbanded, and have always wanted to go to Nam. You know, so I'm just like, check, check. Yeah. Good deal, man. Yeah, this is great. You know, it doesn't get any better than that, you know. <laughs> if it goes well, we'll get a shot at playing at the uh, the Big Nam show in uh, next January because uh, we've made it to what I would call like the finals, basically, but we didn't make the last cut uh, to play this past uh, Nam show just a couple months ago. And, uh, but uh, she called and said, push the button, see, push the button again, see what happens next year. So I'm all about resubmitting and, and wanting a, a chance to go out there and play. Plus, uh, we've got uh, some new endorsements that we're fixing to be able to tell the world about, which helps the rest of my guys get on that side of the fence and connect with some of the companies and with some of the gear that they play that will hopefully enable them to get some badges and be able to go to it. You know, And it's hard to explain if you haven't been there. It is so overwhelmingly huge that it's just, it'll take your breath away. But being being there and being a part of it is just surreal, man. I'm telling you. I mean, it's hard, and it's hard to explain to some of the other guys, but I told them, I guarantee you, you know. And Nashville is like a quarter of the size. So it's a little friendlier. It's not quite as hectic. It's not quite as loud. Um, and But it's still a huge blast. But just being around the industry people, the cats that make the gear and, and make this industry stay alive is just amazing and to hear these people talk you know thank god i can be a fly on the wall and and talk to these people and listen to them but it will change something on the inside of you it makes you want it more just being around that and everybody in that room is part of this world you know i've described it it's the sema show for the music world and then i'll be the guy that'll be like (laughs) is that tosin abasi Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> you, first, you first get there, and it will, it will, it will fanboy you big time, you know. And I've been lucky to meet just some of my freaking heroes. Let alone things like, you know, my cousin and I got basically trampled on by uh, Stevie Wonder and his handler. So oh. you, you know, uh, cats that I think are just legends 
uh, I've actually got to say hello to, and it's more of on the business side, so it's not quite as fanboy, so we actually get to talk to them like regular people, ask them questions, you know, thank them for what they've done and their inspiration, and uh, it's it's not at the same as like being backstage at a concert where it's, you know, fan and rock star kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, there's still plenty of that coming from my side, but I try not to cry or pee myself in front of them. <laughs> Which I, I will not make that promise. I will. I've been that way every every national we've ever been Be a part cool. of. I'm Be always, cool. will you sign this? <laughs> you know, every single time, I'm just a total fanboy. You know, it's, you know, because they're doing it at a level that I've always wanted to do it at. You know, and, and you know, I've had, like I said, I've played big stages, but it's always been in support. You know, and then you, you get to see these bands that get up there and, you know, all they have to walk out on stage to say is, how are you doing tonight? And the whole place loses their mind. Now, that's a level I would love to do it at. And before I die, we'll do it at. Yeah. You know, so we have some of those opportunities. And uh, I'm trying to work us, uh, if my vision, you know, comes true. And it's going to be a lot of work. But I want to be like half of everybody's, like, main support. Go out with somebody. I'm not looking. I'm not... Uh, I'm not fooling myself that I think we're going to be Metallica and I'm not trying to be Lars, but there is work in this. There is, you know, it can, it can supplement incomes. It could certainly at our level, it could pay our mortgages because none of our, we don't, none of us are hugely expensive individuals and we know enough people and we've made enough connections that if they like this and we can put this out, then we can certainly go out and be somebody's support act and go do several shows here and there, you know, do the there and back tours. So I see that being possible in our future. A lot of hard work, you know. It's not going to happen overnight, one day at a time. But I'm not afraid of, of working it. So I think I think this is going to be cool. So I'm way looking forward to uh, playing at the Nam show because that will uh, help us connect a lot of things, and it could certainly open some doors because the, those cats know everybody. You know, the guys that built my kit and, and my Silver Fox guys and my Symbol people. You know. Uh, I'm one of the lower schmucks, and they know all these other famous rock star people and cats that are industry, in, and they know everybody. So if this goes well, then hopefully our name can be passed around, which can basically translate into us playing more shows. You know, and I, uh, uh, the, I, I prefer playing more than I prefer not playing. <laughs> yep. You mean you don't want to just sit here and play in the living room? Um, <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, I do not. <laughs> But I think uh, I think some of those opportunities are in our future. At least I certainly hope so, and it kind of seems that way. But like I said, one day at a time, and uh, we're we're ready to work it. I'm uh, uh, first most happy about uh, doing our first show here in April um, for you know hometown crowd and and getting to play at home and see how that goes. And I focus most of what we do. I think I've told you guys before my joke of NTFH, which is not the fuck here. Because that's where I want us to play. And, uh, you know, being fresh meat in a new market and uh, uh, new faces, new friends, new fans, hopefully. Um, but you've got to get out and you've got you've to spread your name and, and spread your sound uh, around. And uh, so it's, I, I try and focus on having us be out on the road as much as we possibly can. Yeah, you can definitely overplay your market. You know, you got to make it got to give people a reason to come out and see you, you know, and, and make it an event, you know. So it's I, I definitely am 100% in agreement with that philosophy. You know, let's get out. You're going to build your fan base abroad, you know, and, and play into other people's fans. And 
winning those people over. And wow, I'd never heard of that band before, but man, they just melted my face. That was amazing. You know, that's uh, that's when you know you're a good band. You know, whenever you can go out there into places nobody's ever heard of you and you go win fans. You know, that's when you know you're doing it right. Your hometown's going to. You hope your hometown's going to support you. We've been we've been very lucky. We have a we have a really good support at home. We have a really good fan base. Uh, cats come out and hang with us and come to the shows, which is a, a, just a huge blessing by itself, you know. Um, but it's tough to get get your butt out on the road and be not here, and that's what we have to do. You know, you have to spread your wares, or nobody will know who the hell you are. Well little off subject but last time we had you on you played us a bunch of songs that never came out so is that just something that's going to be personal for you guys forever or do you think that's ever going to well it's, it's interesting that you asked that question and and i will have to defer to i'll talk to you offline about it <laughs> um there there is a future for it um you know we're like i said i'm still collaborating with blaine um, and Blaine and I wrote all of that stuff, um, that we played for you. So we do have a plan of, of putting it out there, you know, in some capacity because there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears that, that went into that. And it's great stuff. I mean, it's, you know, the best stuff that was ever written from that side of it. You know, unfortunately, you know, Blaine and I did it with the exception of, Kind of like what he was saying with Adam, you know, there's, there was a couple, you know, some lyric tags and stuff that was written by our bass player, David. And of course, you know, if we release it, he'll get, you know, writer's credit, you know, for that kind of stuff. But we don't have any reservations about getting it out there for people to hear it. You know, we're just trying to decide what's an appropriate path um, for people to be able to hear it. You know, Blaine's staying pretty busy doing, you know, some stuff he's playing bass with off and on with Neo Romantics and filling, doing some fill in work with fight the fade. And, um, he's got an ambient project, um, that he's doing. So, you know, Blaine's staying pretty busy too, you know, but we do have a plan of trying to get that music out there because I know that a lot of people wanted to hear it. And so, and in what capacity we're not sure yet, but it will come out sometime this year. Okay. So we'll release it. Under what moniker, we're not sure, you know, whether or not we'll release it as a farewell, even the dogs thing, or whether or not we're going to release it under totally different project name since we wrote it and it really didn't have any, you know, didn't really have a whole lot to do with even the dogs. It doesn't sound like even the dogs, you know, so it's, it's, but you will hear it. It will come out in some capacity. I've heard some of it. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I was pretty proud of a lot of the, you know, the vocal work that we did and pretty proud of the creative process that we did because we went in and wrote all that stuff from the ground up. You know, we did not walk in with any preconceived notions, nothing. Blaine would just walk in. They'd start a meter and he'd just start riffing. And whenever we found something that we thought that would work, we would record that riff and then we would build on it. So it was just a lengthy, lengthy process. I mean, we kept teasing kind of like what their album is, you know, it's like, this is turning into freaking Chinese democracy here. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to end up being 15 years before anything comes out because we just couldn't get anybody on board to get it all done. But we did have a pretty good, we have enough to release an extended EP um, of it. And then there was also two, we'd promised the, even the dogs fans that there was some stuff that we had rewritten some backlog stuff that we brought new life and breathed new life into it. And we are going to release that stuff for free download too. 
even the dogs fans somewhere in the near future. Stuff like Soul Shaker and and uh, When We Fall yeah. and some of that stuff that was really got new life breathed into it, you know, because we got our rights back whenever we got the record company on breach of contract. You know, we got all of our rights and publishing and everything back so we can release that material again. So we took two or three of the songs that the crowd really loved and, and we re-recorded them with a different producer and they're exceptional tracks and we'll release those and just give them away. You know, people, because they fans, we had a loyal fan base too. And, you know, it's, I loved every single second that they gave us. And, you know, so we want to give a little something back to them as our way of saying goodbye. And who knows, you know, I mean, if somewhere on down the line, they want us to do a farewell show, you know, we would do it. You know, all the guys would get back on stage and, and go do one or two shows to say goodbye, but it's just not in the works right now. There's, we're all too busy doing our other stuff. You know, we appreciate you guys down. Yeah, Dude, thank you. It's a privilege yeah. to get to talk to you guys. You guys are freaking heroes of mine. You guys are kicking ass with this. It's under underground. It's huge and it's awesome. And uh, all the cats you've talked to, so I listen to I listen to every cast that comes out. And I'm half the time going, "Son of a bitch, you got to meet that guy." Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what you guys have uh, put together and what you're doing is uh, awesome. Plus, given. Uh, Giving us a voice, uh, giving musicians a voice, spreading things out, uh, exposing us to stuff that, you know, hey, I didn't know this or I didn't know about that song. Um, so it's uh, it's been very cool to uh, even know you guys, and it's a privilege to be a part of this. Yeah, and to piggyback on top of that, you know, you, there's lots of bands out there doing this kind of stuff, and you guys took your time out to come talk to us. So we don't we don't take that lightly. It's an honor and a privilege that you would sit down with us and that you want to hear what we have to say. So we appreciate all you guys do for the music side. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, Welcome that's a lot thanks. coming from both of you. For yeah, sure. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> now just get me some more freaking Jesse James honey bourbon in this yeah. damn state. I'll yeah. be much happier. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Mike DiPatrillo and Eddie Green of Driver. Very cool. Thank you to them for having us over. That's that's the third time we've recorded a podcast in Mike's house now. Yes, it is. It is. And it's uh, always fun. There's, uh, you know, thanks for the salsa. Thanks for letting us hang out and watch a couple tunes. Um, it, it was just, uh, you know, I, I'm really excited to see where these guys go. Yeah, definitely. They, uh, you know, Eddie kind of mentioned that or towards the end of that I was talking about, you know, hey, give them a chance. You know, if you're one of those people that don't like change in your bands or whatever, especially with the vocalist. And my thing is if, if for some reason you're on the fence, go see them live and you, yeah. your mind will be changed. I can't imagine it wouldn't be. Yeah, definitely. You know, we talked about this several times with even the dogs, you know, how great of a front man he is. Makes, that, it makes it look so easy. Yeah. Yeah. How great his voice, how great his voice is and how much we love even the dogs. And we've always said the same thing about Driver as well. So it's a perfect marriage. We saw, you know, we saw what they did at Halata Fest. And, you know, maybe we'll get to see them at this uh, thing in Dallas we were talking about. Yeah. If not, we'll definitely see them in Tulsa at Saving sure. Able. Yeah. So any chance you get, get out there and see them. I'm 100% sure that you'll be uh, a fan. And like you mentioned, the salsa. Mike D. Petrillo's Driver Mad and Driver Wild is the other one, right? I think so. <laughs> he and, said he's selling that. I don't know if he's got, you know, I don't know if he's officially doing that, but he said he's going to be. So it's great salsa. Yeah. And the thing is, 
I'm I'm I don't like to do hot and spicy kind of stuff because I'm a wimp. <laughs> but if it's homemade stuff, I want to try it no matter what it is. And it was right. great. It was really great. I needed some water after it. <laughs> but that's probably the effect he's looking for. So it was great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And I love I love the, the salsa that's not chunky, and that's exactly how yes, it makes the, the stuff. So. The, the first one, he, he gave us two different kinds. The first one I thought was the best. I liked it the best. It was great stuff. Yeah. So if you're a salsa fan, hit up Mike D. Petrillo from Driver. <laughs> well, once again, you can listen to us every Monday night, www.1027wsnr.com. It's an online rock radio station, one of the biggest rock stations in the world online. They play all kinds of rock music from classic to brand new stuff, 24 hours a day. In the evenings, they'll play podcasts and shows, and we're fortunate enough to be on there Monday nights, 7 p.m. Central, so check that out every week. And also, you can listen to us on YouTube, at The Thunder Underground, like we mentioned earlier. We're on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder-Underground. Every episode's there. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, all that great stuff as well. And if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. You can find a previous episode featuring just Mike going way back. Yeah. And then we had Mike on with Scott Bond of Death Grip here mid last year. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great one. Definitely was. Then we had Eddie Green on his own episode mid last year as well. We sure did. And, and, you know, we're getting to the point now where, you know, we try to, to familiarize everybody. We tell them, hey, we've had this guy on, this guy on, this guy on. The list just keeps getting bigger, and we keep forgetting more yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's like We're I gonna think... have to start making a huge list and bring it with us when we do this. Yeah. Which I... we probably should do because that's what professionals would do. <laughs> but, you know, fuck it. We're just a couple <laughs> nerds. Well, I know that, like... You know, for a long time, I realized we never we hadn't said Sons of Texas or Soil for like months. Yeah, and then so that's why they're like one of the first two bands I say every time now. Yes. So we've had guys from Sons of Texas and Soil on. That's right. <laughs> we just had guys from Superjoint uh, on uh, uh, Legion, Battlecross. Uh, we've had guys from Overkill, uh, Wino from the Obsessed. I mean, fucking Wino. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, Trickster, Warrant, Europe, if you're into all that. Uh, we've had members of those bands on. Uh, Shooter Jennings, Ian Moore, if you like some rootsy stuff. Uh, we're all over the place. Death Angel, yeah. Shine Down, Nonpoint. Did you say that? No. Well, you just did. All right. Another one, one of the bigger ones we've had, or bigger, more listens, was Chris Broderick. Definitely. From Active Defiance and famously of Megadeth for quite a while. And I put that up on YouTube last week and he shared it again and Actifiance did. So I thought that was pretty cool because it kind of got a second win there. That's right. Thanks to all those guys for sharing. Yeah. So like I said, you've got 110 previous episodes to go back and check out. We appreciate you listening to this one. The website's thethunderunderground.com. And coming in the next day or two, Jason's going to post a Lost Classic on Instagram of the greatest soundtrack yes. ever recorded. And we're not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. But this is... It's not Grease. No, this is the greatest soundtrack ever. It's High School Musical 3. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that... Okay, it's time to fucking go. It's Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, my God. I'm going in. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're done, I guess I am, too. Until next time. Yeah.
really cheap tripod holding an expensive yeah. piece yeah. of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. makes sense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to upgrade your tripod. Yeah, exactly. Thunder Underground, y'all. <laughs>